Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tom. Welcome to episode one of the Average Viewer Show. The premise of this show is that I take a random, anonymous viewer and just interview them about their life. In this episode, I talk to Susanna, who is a 30-year-old woman from the UK. I hope you find it enjoyable. Also, the audio is a bit scuffed at the beginning, but I fix it about two minutes into the interview, so it's not too terrible. This episode contains strong language. All right, so I'm going to start the timer now. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, so what's your name? How should I re- or how should I refer to you? Um, Susanna. I'm not gonna say my second name. Don't wanna dox myself on the internet, but yeah, first name is Susanna. Okay, Susanna. Nice to meet you. My name is Tom. Um, first of all, who's your favorite streamer? Favorite streamer. Um. Hassan Abbey or Vosh, or there is a new non-binary person that I've been following recently, but I can't say, I, I don't want to put you in trouble because their name is a bit of a naughty no-no word, and I can't say it. Um, <laughs> it's, is, it against, is it like against Twitch Terms of Service? Um, I think it's like a, it's like, let me, hold on, let me bring it up. <laughs> Because it's a bit of a naughty no-no word. Okay. It's not offensive, but it's a bit rude. Hold on. Sure. Jesus Christ. I want to give a shout out. Hold on. Oh, no, I can't do that because I've got the... No, I can't do that. I think it's um non-binary asshole. I swear that's the username. I can't okay. My gotcha. Anyway, they're very entertaining. Yeah. Very fun. Gameplays, play music. Very, just a very entertaining human being. Anyway. Cool. So what kind of, what got you into Twitch? How did you, why did you start watching it? Um, I only got into it like last year because like I'm 30 and like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends that are the same age as me and older and younger, like, into Twitch. I was like, oh, no, I'm too old for that. It's weird. It's cringe. Um, and I just felt that. I was like, oh, I'm too old for this. Right. But, no, it's quite interesting, funny. You're talking to people with different interests. It's all good. I, I like it. I'm converted. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the first stream you watched? Yeah, it was a... Because <laughs> even though I live in the UK, obviously, you can tell from my accent, a lot mm-hmm. of Twitch is very... Like, for English speaking, there isn't many UK Twitch streamers. They're all American English speakers. Yeah. So there was a lot of, obviously, with America... I will say this, it's your biggest burden. Um, with Americans, there's a lot of politics. Yep. So when I go over to like the just chatting page or the politics page, it's all Americans, isn't it? <laughs> fucking talk about fucking politics. Yeah. Yep. I'm so... sorry, they do. For right no, it's or wrong, true. left or right, Americans are so tribal yes. and so obsessed with politics that I will say, as a British person, as a European person, we have our problems, but we don't obsess over politics 24-7 like Americans do. Sure. Like, you guys are just, like, mentally deranged when it comes to politics. Yeah, like, I, I think yeah. we tend to treat politics like sports teams almost. Mm. Like, it's too much. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But I digress. But you still... American rant. <laughs> but you still watch Hassan, who... who but, so you still have some kind of interest in American oh, politics, Oh, I do. Right? I do. It was just one of these things that... I go on to Twitch. 
I go into politics or just chatting, it's all Americans. I would like to see more European people on Twitch that mm -hmm. maybe I know I know there's a couple that maybe some that are bilingual English or I don't know. Just not necessarily involved with American stuff would be quite nice, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a I think I think the main viewer base for Twitch is American. So I think it yeah, makes sense that's that there's what I a mean. Of... Like, I'd like to see like a stream. Like, I'm in. Well, I'm English. I'm half Ashkenazi Jew, half English. Okay. Um. So I know a bit of Hebrew. Um. But like, I would just like to see some UK streamers, or just like I just find like Americans dominate Twitch. You know. Yeah. And when they dominate Twitch, it's either. They're doing like uh, hot tub streams, or they're doing yep. politics. It's like <laughs> I don't want to deal with politics. I'll deal with the hot tub girls. I don't mind with that, but like I sure. don't want to deal with the politics. <laughs> so you live in the UK. Mm -hmm. Is that where you were born? Did you grow up there? Yes, I did. Yeah. So you've lived there your whole life, then. Uh. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've traveled abroad, obviously, as sure. Europeans do, because before we left the EU, you know, oh, Brexit means England, you know, before Brexit all kicked in, like, you right. have the free terrain to travel around Europe. So, like, when I was a kid and teenager, I went to Italy, France, Spain, Scandinavia, I went to parts of Turkey. And um, obviously, the knuckle draggers of my country have fucked us up. And we don't have the right to freedom of movement anymore because of Brexit. Mm. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I had so it. I've never heard the term knuckle dragger before. Can you explain what that means? Hello? Uh, I think you might have. Uh, hey. I'm not hearing you if you're talking to me. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, sorry, my internet dipped out. Blame oh. the Brexit for it. But anyway, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it could be. Um, all I was saying was I traveled a lot when I was a kid and um, a teenager, young adult, and it's. Um, a lot of ignorant, racist people in my country hmm. have jeopardized my life and my children's lives for a very long time through their actions. Wow. So how, how has that affected you? Oh, it has a lot. I can't travel to the EU anymore mm -hmm. without paying a fortune. And um, I can't have my i can't travel freely i can't work freely um if i have children in the uk they're not going to be able to get an education or travel and do whatnot outside of the uk like we're very insular right now we're very stuck hmm. on our island and i understand that people are pissed off with the eu but it really has damaged us in a way that I don't think will, unless we go back to the EU, we'll never overcome. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you think it is because of racism? I think, sorry, I am smoking a cigarette, by the way. Oh, that's um, right. So yeah. if it sounds like I'm sighing, it's just because I'm, like, exhaling. Okay. <laughs> I do think, look, I'm half Jewish. Like, I come from a Jewish background, and I right. come from, like, a Celtic background, like, English, Celtic, Ashkenazi mm -hmm. background. Um, I definitely think there was xenophobia racism 
anti-Semitism when it came to leaving the EU. It was, mm -hmm. for a lot of people, oh, we don't want people outside of our country coming in. We want to stop them coming in. We don't like those foreigners doing taking our jobs and they weren't taking everyone's jobs it really wasn't that bad but it was one of those right. things that we don't want foreigners from europe taking jobs from us yeah that's and, interesting yeah because um in the u.s we kind of have the same idea where um mostly under the trump administration there was a lot of talk of oh the mexicans are coming to steal our jobs which is yeah. really strange to me because it's like, wouldn't you want people, like, wouldn't you want the best person for the job? Like, if the person, if the best person's for the job happens to be from outside of America, like, what, what is the problem with that? You know? But could I develop on that? Yeah. So, I will say, I'm not having to get immigrants at all, at all. Because we're both different countries, we're both different, you know, kind of sides of the argument. But mm -hmm. I would argue, if you are an American, and the immigrants that were coming into America weren't highly skilled or trained, mm -hmm. right? They weren't. They were just immigrants that had... Well, I like... don't know. I mean, they might have been. They, I mean, they were, they were probably... They probably were willing to work for less money. Oh, no, no. They're willing to work. Of course, everyone is willing mm -hmm. to work if they have the stamina and the want to. Right. But what I'm saying is that, like, America at the time didn't have, like, for immigrants, they didn't have, like, a oh, you have to be educated to this point or have a university degree or whatnot or a system point. It was just like, if 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 your job is taken by a person that doesn't speak English but can mm -hmm. still do your job, then maybe you should go into education and do better if someone yeah. that doesn't speak English can do your job, maybe you should do better. Yeah. Is that a bad thing to say? Is that no, a bad thing to that's, say? That's, I think that's perfectly reasonable. I'd agree with that. Mm. Like, if you work in a factory... Look, not everyone can be smart. Not everyone can have a, a middle-class job. I'm not shitting on the working classes. Right. But... What I'm trying to say is, if if there is someone that can rock over the uh, checkpoint and dive into the country and then take your job without speaking a lick of English, but can still do your job, then maybe you need to bet yourself. Yeah. So... Would Does you that say make that's sense? I feel I, really no, awful yeah. for saying that. Like, I feel like a neoliberal, but I, I really <laughs> do think that. No, I, I think I would, I would agree with that too. So, would you say that this is something also happening in the UK then too? I would say not, and hear me out, mm -hmm. because in the UK, I would take it back to. 1980 so the climate in america is different from the climate in the uk in the uk we used to have a very proud intelligent working class mm -hmm. folk like working class people in the uk are not idiots they're right. not uneducated they're highly educated because the UK education system is higher than the American education system, always has been. Mm -hmm. um, the working class are very proud and very honourable, and they work hard. So, they do not deserve to lose their status, their class, their pride to someone coming over. 
But I will say, I know it makes me sound bad, like, oh yeah, it's one thing for one group, one thing for another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I will say that in America, like, you guys don't really, what I've seen in history, you guys don't give a shit about working class people. Whereas in mm. the UK, we're very proud of our working class and our working class are unionized and they're intelligent and they're sensitive and they stick up for themselves. Mm -hmm. They're they're not idiots, they're not. And um, they deserve to be protected and have work. And um, like, what fractured the honorable working class in the UK was Margaret Thatcher she destroyed like where i live she destroyed my areas working class Hmm. the miners the um steel works the coal pits i know obviously because of global warming that stuff's all bad but back in the day no one gave a shit about that stuff but she killed it all off and um can you can you kind of explain how she did that? Oh, um, she shut down all the working class infrastructure. Didn't give anyone benefits to go onto, or a different industry to go into, or have re-education to go into a different uh, career. So mm-hmm. she shut down everyone's jobs give them education or training to go into another career and she didn't give anyone benefits so a lot of people starve to death um i don't think a lot of americans know about that no I've, i haven't heard of about british that. people starve to death in the 80s wow because oh yeah yeah they it, it was horrible and um yeah, I, I don't think a lot of Americans know that. I mean, if no. they did, I think a lot of Americans would be a lot kinder to us. I mean, I know, obviously, we had the British Empire. And I know that's awful, but, like, recent history was very close. And I think if more people knew that, they wouldn't be so horrible to us. Because... Yeah. I remember my mum telling me that most of her friends starved to death and hmm. um Yeah, they protested, they they rioted, but it so, was um go on, sorry, sorry. So was this so this kind of was something that affected your parents a lot? Yeah, because I'm from the north, okay. and it only affected Wales and the north. That was the places, the industries that were shut down with no re-education, retraining, new opportunities. What basically Margaret Thatcher did was, we're going to shut all these local working class industries down, mm-hmm. and we're going to sacrifice them for international trade to have like trade venues with different countries and i'll i don't care if my own people die or not as long as i can make international connections with other people through trade that's okay with me that's what Mm -hmm. she did okay she wanted to stop national industry to do international trade and she didn't care if people lived or died and a lot of people died they starved to death wow um yeah it was horrible like i will say like i know donald trump was horrible for you for you guys but (laughs) i didn't think donald trump starved thousands of people like what (laughs) happened in my country yeah, I don't I don't think he really did. Um so did your parents end up losing their jobs because of this then? Um 
my mum worked for an insurance company and my mm -hmm. dad worked for a landscaper so they survived but they grew up in an environment where there was little to nothing and they really struggled to make ends meet because the whole mm. housing market was shit the area was shit it was just like they were living in a dead area and they were just like struggling to make ends meet but they survived but a lot of people that they mm. knew who were like steel workers and miners starved to death or they died from like alcoholism or drug overdoses because they were depressed from their situation yeah. but they survived yeah so so growing up for you was it was it ever like scary to find like where where's my next meal coming from like are we gonna have enough oh, money no no because no. i i was born in 91 so mm -hmm. margaret thatcher was removed and i was the era of tony blair so a lot yeah. of americans that listen to this like oh tony blair's a new lib but considering i came from a fascist right winger like margaret thatcher Tony mm -hmm. Blair was a godsend. So I lived mm. in the the bountiful era of the UK. I, I was very lucky in a sense. Like yeah. even though I lived in the north, um he rectified a lot of what Margaret Thatcher did to Northerners. So I had a okay. decent upbringing. Interesting. So so what was what was school like for you growing up? School was, uh, well, primary school was horrible. Mm -hmm. um, I went to, because obviously, as I said before, I'm like half Anglo, half Ashkenazi. Right. You know, half English, half Jewish. Um, there was, because I lived in North in Cheshire, um, there were no Jewish, like, Jewish schools near me so I just went to the local school okay and the local school was a Roman Catholic church school really so you can imagine <laughs> what that felt like I was like mm -hmm. oh shit um so yeah, I mean I I can kind of imagine I went to a a Christian school as well growing up you went to a what, babe? A Christian school, like um, growing up in elementary school. We talking school. Protestant, Catholic. Orthodox. Well, yeah, it was a it was a Protestant school, so it's not going to be as as intense as a Catholic school, I imagine. But <laughs> I I mean, I'm sure there's some similarities. But so, what was what's it like going to a Catholic school? Well, a Roman Catholic school. You have okay, to make Roman Catholic. No, no, it is different. A Catholic yeah. school and a Roman Catholic school is different. Yes. Roman Catholic school. Um, they didn't like me because I was half Jewish. I could, I, hmm. I was very, I was very made to not feel welcome. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the teachers would pick on my facial features. Because really? I guess you could say I had, I, I don't want to say that, I have a Jewish nose. Like, I look Jewish. And, um, which is shit, but anyway. Um, wow. I had a lot of teachers pick on that. And the children would pick up on what the adults were saying and pick up on that. So yeah. I spent about two years there. And then my mum pulled me out because the racist, anti-Semitic bullying was too much. And wow. basically, I was literally, like, breaking down, like, please don't let me go back. And she yeah. was like, yeah, it was a big mistake. We should never have done it. And then I went to a um, lovely primary school called Blackfurs Primary School, which mm -hmm. wasn't a religious school. It was just a secular primary school lovely brilliant different backgrounds different religions different races it was lovely um so it was yeah. rough at the beginning um because of religion but 
had a good time afterwards. <laughs> okay. So about about what age did you switch schools then? Um, yeah, so it was year two, so I would have been year one's five to six, seven or eight. Mm -hmm. I think seven. Okay. So that's pretty that's pretty early then. So do you remember? Do you have a lot of oh, memories? Oh, I remember of... everything, everything. Yeah. From that school, it was horrible. It was probably I have never like as a teenager, a child, teenager, adult. The worst anti-Semitism and racism I've ever felt when I was in that Roman Catholic primary school. Really? I've never had that intense hatred in my life. That That's really sad. Wow. Oh, it is sad. It is sad. It did yeah. really damage me for a long time because um, I remember, like, I, I look back a couple of years ago, like... Um, I don't know if you have it in America, but in British primary schools, and it might be not the case now, but um, instead of having tests and stuff, we'd have like we'd have to do like a themed exercise box. So there'd be a theme of the year. So mm. it would be like um, the Tudor era, and you do a bit of math, a bit of science, so a bit about history and whatnot. It'd be like a big collage book of the year of everything that you've studied and um okay. i just remember like writing things about just after i left like the roman catholic school like i was just writing stuff about how sad i was and i was kind of trying to hint at the teachers i didn't want to tell anyone because i wasn't I don't know, I was kind of introverted. I was probably a little bit traumatized after what had happened. Yeah. And I was just writing little bits of my book. And one of the teachers brought me to one side and they were like, Are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. And um yeah, it took it took a bit of therapy and a really tolerant school to help me through it. Yeah. But, um yeah, it really was horrible because like I mean I, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of black, you know, kids that from a very, very young age experience racism and um, they don't have the health that I had. Hmm. But, you know, it, it was horrific. Yeah, it, I mean, kids can be ruthless. Kids, kids can be mean. It's not just the kids. What fucked me over was it wasn't the kids that were... Yeah, the kids were at fault. But it was mm -hmm. the adults. It was the grown adults picking on me. Yeah, that, that's, that's even worse. <laughs> over the most. It was yeah. the Roman Catholic teachers neglecting and racially abusing me because I wasn't from their religion. Yeah. I wasn't the same skin tone as them. That was the worst part. Children I could get over. It was the adults, the grown adults saying like, oh, you have a big nose. Oh, you've got grey eyes. Grey eyes means that you don't have a soul. Wow. And um, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, because this is the big thing. I'm sorry. Oh, I know this is going live on Twitch, but whatever. Um, I, I honestly do remember in my head, like, the starkest memory I have is like... They were trying to introduce what a tally chart is. You know what a tally, tally chart is, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Could you explain that? A tally chart can be like... You have a grid. Um, so you have like... Uh, what's a good example? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you'll have like... A line down, a line across, and then you have in the box like eyes. It'll be like columns of eye colours, so it'll be blue, green, uh, blue, green, brown mix. And then on the right hand side, you'll put a, a line across, like of how many of each one. Does that make sense? Yeah, so if I'm understanding, there's 
sort of a grid and it has a list of eye colors and then the teacher will go to the class and then say okay how many people have blue eyes and then write a tally for each person that has blue eyes essentially yeah yeah okay so it's one of these things i shouldn't be too fucked off but it didn't fuck me off obviously given the background of like what i've told you so like yeah. i had i was like this little pale girl with like gingery blonde hair and um yeah yeah so they were told they were getting like all the eye colors like oh five brown six blue and she comes up to me looks me in the eye and goes oh you've got dirty gray eyes and really? i was the only kid with gray eyes and she goes one one gray eyed girl wow that's what i mean horrible yeah, Roman Catholics I... hate the Jews. They really do. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine how that could be very traumatizing and painful horrible, as a kid. Horrible, horrible. I was only there for like under two years. I left, but I still yeah. remember it. I had a great time at next uh, primary school, but it was fucking like, I'm 30 and I still remember it. Rory's yeah. Day. Horrible. So you get out of that school, you get to this this um this other primary school that apparently has some very kind staff and a lot better of an environment yeah so... it was non-religious secular okay. is the best sure so about how did you end up kind of getting over that um trauma from when you were five or six did that kind uh... of happen quickly or was that a, a kind of a process it was a process because like when mm. I went to the secular school, I was scared that the teachers were going to abuse me. Yeah. So I was very kind of shut off, but then I opened up to other school members, you know, friends and yeah, I just, once I opened up, I was fine. It was just one of those things I had a bad start, but once I, I was given the care and the space I needed to thrive. I was fine. Right. Yeah. I think cool. that's with a lot of kids. If you give children, even just teenagers, space and comfort, they'll thrive. Yeah, for sure. So... Because most children don't want to stay in the position they are. They want to do better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So... You have a really good experience at this school. Everything kind of goes pretty well for a while. What what happens next? Middle school? What do you call it? After primary school? Secondary uh, high school? school. Okay. So this goes until you're about what? Second? High I mean, school primary school is, is 12, well, 13, well, back in my day, it was 13 to 16. No, 12 to 16. Okay. So after 16, you finish high school, you'd either work or go on an apprenticeship or go on to college, then uni. But yeah, I did 12 to 16. So so high school is 12 to 16? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what was, what was that like for you? Now. It's still 18 now, like America. Right. So what, what was it like for you then when it when you were in school uh high school i was the geeky outsider that hung out with the goths mm -hmm. the the goths the gays the minorities i know sure. it sounds awful but i literally like i come from the whitest of white backgrounds so hmm. it was me, the goths, the gays, and anyone that wasn't white. Sure. <clears throat> and uh, we hung out together, and uh, we had a good time, to be fair. Yeah. What, what kinds of stuff did you guys like to do? It was usually just like... Because in our high school, there was like a... Hold on one sec. <clears throat> Sorry. 
um, there was like, um, obviously we had the grassy field and there was like a grassy hill. We'd hide in the hill, listen to music, smoke clove cigarettes, do weed and yeah. <laughs> do weed. <laughs> well, we'd smoke things and every now and then, you know, we, we did well, like, ed, like grades wise, but it would yeah. just be like chilling out listening to music smoking weed smoking cigarettes and just having fun being with ourselves like because we were safe in our little group because we're in a very white i know it sounds like a cliche like oh straight white people i don't mean (laughs) it in that way at all i really don't yeah there's nothing wrong with being white and there's nothing wrong being straight but yeah. we live like we came from a very, very white background. So there was a very tiny black and Asian community in our school. And mm-hmm. it was like the LGBT people, the black people, Asian people like stuck together. And uh, so I enjoyed our little group. I really did. We were outsiders, but that's it. Sure. Were you more outsiders by choice or was there a lot of like isolation? Were a lot of other people kind of. It was by choice. It was because we were different. Sure. As in, like, like I said, a lot of my friends weren't white and there was a lot of white teenagers. I didn't like like because um there was two or three girls that were Muslim. By the mm. way, this was at the height of post nine eleven. Oh so yeah. there was a lot of anti Asian hatred. Um sure. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was, you know, a couple of years after nine eleven, a lot of hatred against Muslims, so yep. they weren't very welcome in our high school. Um, there was a couple of black um, Jamaican British people that were also racially abused. And um, mm. uh, there was like me and a couple of other people that were white, but we were gay, lesbian, and bi. And um, a lot of gay, lesbian, bi people were abused back then. They weren't as socially yeah. accepted as they are now. Because you must, I must, you know, say to you, think about, I was, you know, 4, 15, 16, a lot has changed. Oh, yeah. But 15 years ago, it was very socially acceptable to call someone a faggot, call someone a dyke, um, beat someone up for being gay without any wow. repercussions. It was, it was, it really was, it was... It was completely socially acceptable really? to batter a gay man, a gay boy, a, a gay boy. Um, yeah. Whereas now, that would be absolutely condemned and rightfully so. But when I was a kid, it was very hard being gay, very hard being lesbian. It was very hard for my friends to... Muslim just exist as a different race other than white. Very hard. Very hard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I'll definitely a lot has changed since then in a good way just for in terms of at least people aren't beat up for being gay most of the time anymore. I mean, I'm it's sure it still happens, oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, but it happened so many times back in my day. Yeah, like, you and everyone like joke like, "What are you like? What are you? Oh, you're so fucking gay, aren't you, mate? You fucking queer." Like it was just wow. so casual and horrible. Like really? if you said that today, if Gen Z said, you know, if someone said that with a group of Gen Z people, they would be absolutely, you know, they would be shamed and mocked and yes, you know, rightfully so, but. Yeah. Honestly, like, 15 years ago, it was brutal, absolutely brutal. So, mm. as queer people, as black people, as Muslims, we had to stick together. Because 
if we didn't stick together, we would be like physically abused, sexually abused, emotionally abused. And we all did care about each other, but it was about like sticking together so we could survive. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I can really relate to, um, but yeah, it sounds that sounds pretty hard. Yeah. It's just survival. It really is just survival. Hmm. So would you say do you do you accomplish that goal then? What goal, sorry? Of of surviving together. Oh yeah, throughout... of course. We're, we're, I'm now I'm now thirty, yeah. We all mm -hmm. survived, no one died, but it was sure. tough, so you know, I I still I'm still in contact with a couple of people from high school. Obviously, other people have drifted away when we went to college and uni and whatnot. It's just the nature of stuff. But like, yeah, yeah, like it was brutal, but we got through it. I'm just mm -hmm. glad that the younger generation don't have to go through. Hopefully, you don't have to go through what I did because like, yeah. Ugh. It was a tough life. It really was. Yeah. So now you're 16. You're finishing up high school. What What do you decide to do next? Uh, I decided to go to college. And um, I studied animal husbandry and welfare for two years. Mm. Can you tell me about that? What is what is what is animal husbandry and welfare? Basically, I studied animal biology, animal husbandry, and uh, animal law. Also, I went to a place in Nantwich called Reese Youth College, which was like the big animal agricultural kind of college near me. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I did animal biology, husbandry, and welfare. And um, part of it was like, you know, the physical stuff of like, they had like basically like a mini zoo in a sense, not a zoo, hmm. but it was kind of like they had a lot of different animals um, that obviously we didn't experiment them on them or anything like that. Sure. Nothing horrible like that. It was just husbandry, so um, I spent a lot of time getting hurt by animals. Got really? Kicked by a horse. Wow. Kicked by a donkey. I got a porcupine stick, several needles in my leg, and I got chased by a herd of capybara. So really? it was fun. <laughs> That's something. I mean, horses are those things are big, powerful. Yeah. Big, powerful really animals. Broke my leg. <laughs> Yeah, my my parents have some horses, and I've ridden them before, and it's like, man, this this thing could just kill me if it wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just remember, like, I love my time there, but at the same time, I was just brutalized by animals. If I wasn't <laughs> being kicked, I was being bitten, and if I wasn't wow. being bitten, I was being prodded by poison. Have you ever had a pork? Do you have? Do you live in America? Yes. Do you have porcupines up there? Um, maybe. I've never seen one in real life, but... I think they're in Canada mostly, or parts of North America. Sure. But porcupines, they are lovely creatures. Lovely yeah. to look at, very peaceful. Uh -huh. But I had to clean out an enclosure with two porcupines. Okay. And one of them was not happy that my brush had like went near them slightly so what it did was it turned its back on me and rushed into me and then stabbed its needles in my leg wow. and i was like you fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, basically i was like screaming like so get me out of here and then like one of the like teachers or whatever had to like <laughs> come in, drag me out, and then take me to hospital. Well, they really? called an ambulance, so I went to hospital. Because I have poison, wow. because the tips have poison. So I was oh. poisoned, so I had to go to know the that. hospital. So about how many... Do the, does, do the needles, like, come out of its back? 
and stick into your leg? Or does yeah, it just yeah, like run into what you? What Pokepine does is when it's scared or it wants to attack, what it'll basically do is it'll act all like sleep because basically they're like sleepy hedgehogs. They'll like shuffle around. Mm -hmm. And if they're like panicked or freak out, or they freak out or they want to attack you, whatever, they'll just kind of like kind of shuffle a little bit. And then when they're mm -hmm. positioned properly, they just rush their back into you. Like, they just run backwards. Wow. And their quills are all stuck out. Uh-huh. And they just stick into your skin. I think I have three or four. Three or four wow. of them. And then when they run out, like, they'll run in and run out. They're not going to die if they lose a couple of quills. It's not like a bumblebee where right. if its stinger goes out, it's going to die. Like, right. they've got plenty left. Sure. I had, like, three or four stuck in my leg, and I was like, oh, my God, and the poison tips. Yeah. And um, I was what like, did that feel shit, like? I need help. What, sorry? What What did it, did you, can you feel, like, the effects of the poison? Um... Not really, because I kind of went into shock, because I was kind of shocked by what had happened. Um, so, what I remember was, I started screaming, because it really hurt, it really hurt. And then I kind of went into shock a little bit, and my legs went shaky. I was kind of a bit wobbly on my knees, and then mm -hmm. someone called, like, one of the teachers, whatever... And they came in, and they sort of, like, not held me, but they kind of, like, grabbed me and helped me out. And mm -hmm. they called an ambulance. Ambulance came, went to hospital. They, because also, with the, the needles, you have to be very careful taking them out. Because they kind of have tiny little micro grips where it's like mm. once they go in the skin, they have little barbs in them. So, right. um, yeah, the, the hospital took them out. I kind of just sat on the like flatbed, whatever, in the hospital. They gave me some antibiotics. They gave me painkillers. And um, they just flushed out my system with saline. Yeah. And I was fine, thankfully. Um, <laughs> so I guess the poison wasn't that much, but they are poison yeah. tips. So that's that's their right. natural protection. But um, right, I was okay. I just basically like slept for half a day in the hospital, and they were like, "If you want, you can go." And they wrapped my <laughs> leg up, and I was like, "Okay, I'll go." <laughs> to be fair, I felt okay. I, I just, I felt sick and queasy when it happened. Right. And I had, like, saline, antibiotics, and, like, a painkiller, and that was it, really. I didn't yeah. feel much more than that, probably because the painkiller kicked in. Sure. So, anyway, uh... that's my story. Also, I got chased by a herd of capybara, which are scary bastards. Can you... Do you know what they are? Do you know can what you, a Can you explain is? what they are to me? They are like, um, you know the Pokemon, what is the Pokemon called? Um, Rattata. Yes, I do, I do. No, oh, not Rattata. What is the evolution of Rattata? Radicate? Radicate, that's it. That's basically what Capybara look like. I'm not really? kidding. Really, really not. Big in sizes. Brown. About how big are they? Uh, hold on one sec. Let me put a photo in Discord. Okay. They are basic. I'm pretty sure they were based off Capybara. I'm pretty sure. If they're not, then... <sighs> So this was like in the the school that you were at, or this is this is some, no, this something is the else. college. You know, I was poisoned. <laughs> this is the same college that you got poisoned at, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, life's, um... Yeah. <laughs> life's erratic with me. Um, hold on. No, I wasn't being... Well, you have to... You have to click on the link. Um, but no. Uh, college was to do with animals and animals biting back and stuff but it's all good it's all good yeah it's all it sounds like it. you got a, a lot of hands-on experience yeah <laughs> so what happens after college then after college i moved to chester to do um oh sorry stomach's growling um <laughs> I, I went to Chess University um, to study um, microbiology. Okay. Um, I did that, got a degree. Uh, that was pretty chill, to be fair, because I wasn't being attacked by animals right. or racist priests, so it was all good. Nice. Um, it was fun. It was good. Don't have much to say about it, really. It was just nice and chill. To be fair, I was just... I didn't want anything too wild. Like, yeah, I went out partying and stuff, but mm -hmm. I didn't have horrible stuff done to me, if that makes sense. So I was very happy yeah. with that. And then, um, yeah, I just went out into the workforce. I worked doing what? Like... What, sorry? What were you doing? Doing doing what in the workforce? Um, I just worked low-level customer service admin. And okay. um, a bit of retail, a bit of waitressing. As you do, like, especially when you leave uni, that's what you do because you're never going to get, like, a high-paid job. Like, straight fresh out of uni, oh, yeah, you're going to be an MD. You're going <laughs> to be ahead of your field. It doesn't work that way. Um, so no. you do, like, retail, waitressing, you know, customer service. Um and now, kind of, recently, I'm a civil servant. I'm not going to say much more, because I yeah. don't want to disclose too much info. Like, yeah, it's, right. a, it's an obvious step away from what I studied from, but I'm happy that I'm in it. I'm a civil servant, but I don't want to give too much away, because, yeah. like, mm. civil explain... servant shun, it's a government thing, so... A civil servant just means you work for the government? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I work so for the Ministry of Justice, but I'm low level, but I don't want to go into too much, because it's just not a good thing, especially on the internet, you know? Yeah, that's totally understandable. That is not a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you not went... Not anything dodgy, it's just, you know... Yeah, yeah that's fine. So after you went to the school to study microbiology then then that's how long were you doing kind of like these retail food kind of jobs for oh my god like four or five years four or five years okay oh yeah 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 it's like i just couldn't catch a break and probably i was a bit shit maybe i don't know but <laughs> no it was just it was um very difficult hmm. it was like do you have tits? Do you have a good body? Do you want to be a waitress? I was like, mm -hmm. well, I don't really, but okay. <laughs> and I have great tits. A tits. Tits. Tips. Were people telling you that's why you should be a waitress? To be fair, I know the whole, like, women shouldn't be sexualized. But you mm -hmm. know what? It made me a lot of money. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Wow. It did. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. So, yeah. What kind of restaurants were these places? Um, I kind of worked for bistros and then Chinese restaurants. And then after that just like kind of restaurants that thought they were Michelin star but they aren't, but they're pretentious. Sure. I'm not sure. sure what that means, but... Do you know what a Michelin star is? No. 
No, or oh, you, you uncultured swine. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that for sure. <laughs> you are. Michelin star is basically a, a grade of excellence for a restaurant. So okay. there are... A Michelin star goes from one to five. The best restaurants in the world are a five-grade Michelin star. Okay. But I'm talking the best of the best. Right. I think Gordon Ramsay only has a two-star Michelin fucking oh. grade. Wow. It's fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. What Not you, a fan of him? Eat a sandwich. <laughs> 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 no, Michelin star is like the elite of the elites, the best of the best. Okay, so these places were pretending to be like that, but they actually weren't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, no, they weren't really trying to pretend to be like, oh, yeah, we're a four-star Mitchell restaurant. They thought they were like that. Right. They were, they were lacking self-awareness. Sure. Illusional. <laughs> they thought they were better when they weren't because they were shit. But they're delusional. Right. That's what I'm saying. They weren't actually Michelin star restaurants. They just acted like they were. And I was like, no, no, you're not. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so you worked at a bunch of restaurants and places like that. Now you're working for the government. What are, do you have any goals, any big future plans, anything you want to accomplish in your life? We have like four minutes left. Oh, I have four minutes. Okay. Um, I don't know. Um, I actually don't know right now. I'm a bit mm -hmm. scared about saying what I want to achieve because I feel like, given the pandemic, I don't think anything's really stable to say what you want. Mm. All I can say is that I'm grateful that I'm alive. And <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I am grateful to be alive in the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, I do want to stay stable. When this kind of blows over and it's just an endemic, then I'll plan ahead. That's all I want to say. Yeah. So, well, let's say there's no pandemic. You can do anything you want to. You can do anything you want with your life. What do you want to do? I like to move abroad. I probably okay. want to go to like an African country and work on nature reserve and honest. Mm. Wow, that sounds really cool. Mm. So just a lot of traveling, enjoying nature. But yeah, you can't I, really do I that am right not now. a citizen. I've worked in cities, I've lived in cities. I'm, I'm over human beings and cities. I want to move out. I want to be of animals. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But you don't do you think you'll be able to do that ever or are you you're just kind of uncertain right now? I think I could, but it's not realistic to think next year. Like Africa's got its own Ebola style virus going on right now, so like we'll have to see what happens. Hmm. Is... We heard about that. Is COVID still pretty heavily affecting the UK right now? Um, it's getting better. Um, seventy-five percent of adults have had both doses of vaccine. So. Oh wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yay! That's a lot. Well done, <laughs> us. And now we're moving on to the kids. Sure. That makes sense. Mm. Well, is there anything else you'd like to say before we're done? I'd like to say, if anyone's listening to this, even though my ramblings have been pretty chaotic, <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't think so. I think you told pretty coherent stories. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of weird, scary stories, but anyone that's listening, just whatever happens in your life, don't... If you have a bad start in life, Please, please try to overcome it. You can overcome it. You can do better. Do not 
devalue yourself. You are precious, you are valued, and you are special. Hmm. They're good words. Thanks for mm-hmm. sharing that. Well, it has been an hour pretty much, Suzanne. Thanks for talking to me. That was that was super fun. Good, good. I hope uh, I haven't doxxed myself too much. No, I, I, I do not. I do not think you have. You've not doxxed yourself. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice speaking to you, darling. Yes, you too. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye.